Dr. Chop, how are you doing today? Man, you opened it up with the uh, other, the stream as we kind of open up the, it's like there's this big buzz of excitement and then you go, sadly, this is Dr. Chop's last time in the studio this year. <laughs> this year, right? Uh, but there is next year. There is next year. And that's a good news because I am excited that we will be continuing onward, upward, goodward, and Godward, bringing you health, wellness, advice and education around how to live better, be better, and stay better one bite at a time. I'm constantly you know, fired up and amazed that people don't know the, some of these simple strategies. I was just li- listening to a book, one of my favorite books. I kind of listened to it throughout the year, but I kind of focus in on it just to kind of reacclimate where I'm going into the future. The pastor uh, at, at the church we've been uh, attending lately, he's been talking about, you know, restoration in the hands of God, like letting God be the restorer our hands in his being a, a restorer of time, a restorer of relationships, a restorer of missed opportunities. And I think that comes through healthy habits that we apply day in and day out. And this book that, you know, I reached out uh, to um, constantly have it on Audible as well as a hard copy. It's called Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. And it's strategies that's transformed 177 average people into self-made millionaires. Now, not just millionaires in money, but millionaires in relationships, millionaires in um, health and wellness. And I think that there is strategies to help you know, guide people onward, upward, goodward, and Godward, as I like to say. And I think there is also opportunity, because I like to say this to my patients, and I've said this since I started practice. It's your life, it's your health, it's your choice, right? And and unfortunately, choices uh, can sometimes be made constantly that spiral us off into the health and wellness sick land, um, or we can make health and wellness choices that drive us into a vim, vigor, and vip, a high energy, an excitement, a opportunity for new creation each and every day, because it is your masterpiece today. Are you painting the picture that you hoped it to be? You know, one of the things that he talks about, Tom Corley, in this Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, he says, you know, write your obituary. It's a, it's a, it's a challenging experience, but what would you want your obituary to say about you, your life, and what you count, what did it, what did your life seemingly count for um, to those around you? And if you write your obituary in such a way that is something that you um, like, if he said there's two versions, where you think it is, and then where you think it, where you would like it to be, and and when you do that comparison, guess what? You're still alive, just like you said. I'm. This might be my last radio of the year, but good news, there's next year. You know, I get to do it again and again and again, and I'm so excited because I remember in practice just from a building perspective and how am I going to get my name out there? How am I going to tell people who I am, what I do, and why I do it? How am I going to tell people how to live better, be better, stay better at, in the, you know, from the masses perspective? And, and I, my, one of my mentors would challenge me. He'd play games with me because he's got – he's just really – uh, in, in genius when it comes to creating video and content online. Well, I'll be honest with you, staring into a camera is a little bit intimidating. You know, and if anybody's ever tried it, you, I, they talk fine on stage, but you put them in front of a camera to speak to that one eye, all of a sudden they freak out. You know, they're, they're, they're good with speaking to, you know, pairs of eyes and many pairs of eyes, but when you get the mono eye, they freak out. And then... 
and that's how it was for me. I'd just get like stage fright looking at a camera, but I could go talk to, you know, NASA engineers. I could go talk to, you know, mom's groups. I could go talk to business organizations and network with, you know, great people all throughout the community. But seemingly when I'd get in front of that camera, he would say, just make, you know, set a goal. How many do you want to set up uh, videos do you want in 90 days? So, and then reset. How, where are you at the 60-day mark? Where are you at the 30-day mark? Where are you today? What are you doing right now to make sure that you hit that 30, 60, 90-day you know, goal? And I remember like I could never hit the goal. I would try, but he would play a game with me and say, and he would say, all right, we're going to see the first one to 90 or whatever. And they could be two-minute videos or 30-second videos. It didn't matter as long as it was content produced that we could you know, put into play. And, and he would smoke it, man. And he would just get so far out in front, I couldn't even catch up. And he would hit his mark, and I would be barely at 10. Well, you know, me put, finding a venue like KHE Radio and just putting myself into a position of accountability, it's like, Guardy, you're like my radio coach. I, maybe a little bit. I am. And you, you sit over there, and you just provide this a space, this arena, <laughs> and it makes me feel like I got a pair of eyes. I don't have to worry about that mono. Right. Yeah. And and over time, I've gotten comfortable looking into the camera, knowing that I'm speaking to no one, but I'm speaking yet to everyone. It's so bizarre, right. so funny and so odd of a mindset to break through. But over the time, we've consistently been able to bring health and wellness ideas to the public. And I say all that not to say, you know, look at what we're doing. Uh, it's that you can overcome obstacles by creating environments. I was talking to a patient yesterday. I said, why do you hire a, a trainer to help you with your coaching? I mean, you've, you've now been doing this you know, bodybuilding thing for um, you know, five years, and you're successful at it, and things are going well for you. Why do you keep hiring coaches? And, and you seemingly find different coaches. You don't always stay with the same one. And she said, it's just accountability. Like, it's something to knowing that somebody's going to, be there, you know, holding me accountable to dragging my hind end into the gym and to push hard enough in the gym to get the result. And not that she doesn't have it already in her. Obviously, when she's there, she kicks it, uh, kicks it and gets it done. But sometimes it's the accountability. And that's what we are to patients. We're accountable to, uh, to hold them. We are accountable to ourselves to hold them accountable to sticking with a plan long enough. Because that's what I tell patients. If you stick with a plan long enough, you will get better. If you follow through the recommendations to the best of your ability that we teach you and provide for you, you will get better. You know, we've got our January 6th kickoff meeting, our January 10th, um, you know, start event for the live detox protocols. And, and the exciting thing about detoxification is that if you're not doing it in the 21st century, you're missing a huge health piece. But if you choose to do it this year, and if you're choosing to do it again this year, even though you did it last year, you are setting the standard that you are taking the bull by the horns. You're taking your health into your control, and you're starting to invest into your future. Remember, the detox program is a three-month experience in 21 days. It literally does three months worth of work in 21 days. And I think that is really cool. And we want people to see that if they incorporate 42 uh, days of detoxification into their life in the course of a year, they've influenced essentially six months of their year for the positive. Does that mean that's all they have to do? No, there's other things they need to do, but are they doing something for their health that is making a pretty powerful impact? Wouldn't you think six months out of the 12 month year that that's half the year? Yeah. I mean, and so 
the detox is going to be a, fa- a fantastic way to start off your year and changing those habits that will assuredly change your life. And so at Living Well, we constantly just kind of, you know, brag on Living Well and what we're doing. Every month we teach a health class. Every couple weeks we teach a nutrition class called Macro Fix. And we're looking at ways to help guide people through resources and information to help them live better throughout the week. And if you tune in to several of these opportun- uh, these classes, if you, uh, if you subscribe to our channel and you go back and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and you just you know, hit, the, hit that uh, play button over and over again, you will hear ideas that you can apply to your sleep, ideas that you can apply to your breakfast, ideas that you can apply to four deadly food additives or the four most common food allergies, and you can start reminding yourself, hey, I can walk past that donut today. I can walk past, you know, eating the the same old starchy, sugar-laden breakfast day in and day out. I can walk past the the, the sodas during the afternoon. I can walk past the the stimulants, the triggers, the cues that make you spiral into the symptom land of health and disease that we do not want. We want to keep you on the health and wellness track, and that is what we do at Living Well. So we have tons of opportunities. Not to even speak to how amazingly powerful it is to get one-on-one with myself or Jennifer or Molly or Dr. Amber and everybody coming together to surround you to help you hit your health goals. That is changing your habits that change your life. Make it a point that you are going ahead and getting your mind ready. I had people tell me, well, I haven't been doing my program uh, effectively, because I've been eating all this sugar, I figured, what the heck, it'd be a waste of money. I said, no, 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 if you're going to feed the weeds, you better be plucking the weeds as well, mm-hmm. right? And so if you, it, it, and thankfully, you don't have to physically get out in the garden and pluck weeds to be healthy. You can essentially lean on the tools of, uh, of 70% good dietary choices, your uh, commitment to your supplemental regime to make sure your vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids are in line, to make sure that you've got your yeast reducer in check, that you've got your B vitamins there to make sure that you're managing your starches and your carbs uh, cravings more effectively, and then just talking with us regularly at your visits, we can help hold you accountable so that you don't veer off into the disease land right? It's so easy whenever you think of it. And, 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 it, and they say, yeah, that does sound easy. How come I always seem to fall by the wayside and, um, and not stick to it? I said, because the world out there is marketing to you to buy their junk food, to buy their processed food, to buy their box food, to buy their convenience. And that is typically setting people up for disaster, mistake colossal. And we want to steer you back on the track. I only have 15, 20 minutes to get a message across to you that can last from visit to visit. That's why we have you know, the radio uh, show uh, on YouTube you know, playing in our office so that if we're running behind schedule or if I have patients that literally go, I'm not ready to come back yet. Oh, this guy's saying something important. It's like me up on the stage. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but I'm right here. Like, no, no, but this guy's saying something important. Something about that TV programming. We are programmed to listen to that TV. And, um, but I have a short window of time when you visit Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center to invest knowledge that will change your habits, that will change your life. And that is the idea, is new knowledge through through your choice to hear it and to apply it, even if it's not applied perfectly, 
That's what's so cool about the body is all you have to do is stick to the game plan and what you'll start to see happen is your body will start doing what it was designed to do. It's like you're the coach of the cells. All you have to do is make sure that you're doing some of the work to, uh, to keep the habits allowing those triggers to manifest all the way down to the cellular level. That's everything from the way you speak to your, to your cells. That's everything to the way you feed those cells. That's everything to the interactions that you have. You know, one of the things that uh, Tom Corley talks about in this Change Your Habits, Change Your Life is that we have, it's uh, one, typically, we have parents as mentors. And typically, it's not it always both uh, mentoring us to success, but he makes plenty of observation to the idea that pl- uh, that most successful people had at least one parent out of the two they had that mentored them towards their successful habits. And it doesn't mean they both can't. It doesn't mean that they both can't learn because you can't you learn from you know some of the mistakes of our parents as much as you can their successes. Yeah. I mean you can learn from both, right? But it's it, but as a kid you don't typically know what you're setting yourself up for. You don't realize it because kids are so good at living in the moment. Right. They, that's where we need to all be present, 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 living in the moment. We need to be looking forward to the future, but not so much that it creates anxiety. And we don't need to be living in the past, which creates and helps us, you know, uh, stay in the regret mode. We want to reflect on our past to remind us of where we've come from. We want to look forward to the future for something to hope for uh, that's even grander than where we're at. But today's choice in the moment and the application of that choice consistently day by day, week by week, month by month will influence a better positive year. So where Wherever you're at right now, if you, uh, I, I just had a patient yesterday. He he's he he goes, man. I've I, I've been a little bit run down and sick this last week, uh, but I got on the scale this morning. I was 298 pounds. That's three. That's a hundred pound. Uh, he broke that mark of uh, 300, which he's been shooting for all last year, and he did it. You know what I mean? And so even though there was a little bit of a setback with some illness, he came in strong and and still found the silver lining and said, but the hard work has paid off, right? And that's in that life, you don't always, it's not like always roses, right? There's always valleys, there's always peaks, there's always opportunity for growth, and there's always pl- uh, areas where we've got to, you know, change the way we um, approach today. And I just, you know, remind people that, you know, as parents, as a parent myself, as a parent, Guardy, don't you want to influence your kids in a positive, powerful way? Definitely, every day, try to. Yeah. So like, what are some of the things that you kind of, you know, want to get across to your kids? Like if you could teach them one thing. I think hard work, you know, not giving up that if you really want to do something, you have to set, you know, their steps to get there. But I think, you know, I feel like one of the things that my dad instilled in me was just being able to work because I've had, you know, friends and people growing up and and they just don't want to work, you know, towards anything. anything. Yeah. So. If I could instill that and pass that to them, I would. Yeah, I think that is a powerful thing. I remember being, um, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, doing things to make money. Like, I, like I was interested in that, right? That was, and money was my motivator um, and has been for a long time um, as a kind of a, not an idol per se, but just something that, hey, I recognize that, you know, if you've got some money, you can go buy stuff. You know what I mean? I, it allowed you to have <laughs> opportunities that you wouldn't have had otherwise. And I remember saving up for 
um, this really fancy bicycle. It was a Diamondback. And uh, do you remember Diamondbacks? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I uh, do. Yes, uh, yeah, yes. And I had the I had the V neck, uh, the uh, handlebars that you know you didn't bang your knees when you did cool jumps and stuff. And I mean, it was lightweight. And I mean, I just remember saving and saving. I remember saving and saving for a remote control, you know, four wheel drive monster truck. And um, and and I remember buying that little monster truck and it just being. I mean, it was just the bomb. I mean, it could just run over curbs that were like five inches tall, you know, uh, maybe not that tall, but I mean, it, it was <laughs> it, it, it maybe three inches. But I mean, still, it, I mean, it just seemed like as a kid, it seemed like five inches. You know, it seemed like this was the best truck ever. But I remember these weren't cheap toys, right? These were like they were in a glass case. I mean, they were like you walk past it down the Toys R Us aisle and you look at it and go, wow, <laughs> that's something one day. You yeah. Know? But then when you earn it. You know, I, I, um, trust in ownership, uh, or is or is pride in ownership, and and or not trust, but pride in ownership is pride in ownership. And I remember just doing things to earn my way towards the successful, you know, little goal that I had instilled. My daughter, uh, she's ten this morning. She's up and at him. You know, she jumps up and she goes, "I gotta go take care of Roman," and um, and Roman is the uh, the cat around the corner. And so one of my neighbors came and uh, asked us the other night, hey, it's a little late notice, but we're going out of town for a week. Is there any chance that your kids would like to earn a little bit of money and take care of a cat? Well, I'm like, I know which kid I'm picking. Uh, she loves cats. She's the cat whisperer. She knows how to interact with animals. She's you know, very diligent in, uh, in, in cat arena. Uh, work and um, <laughs> and so here she is. She's ten years old. She knows the code to get in. She waltzes over to the house. She goes and plays with the cat. Reads all the directions and does everything she's supposed to do. She doesn't even need us, you know. She's ten, and um, you know my son. He was taking care of chickens, and he's like, you know, he he has to go over there before dark and first thing you know in the morning and he's got to make sure he sets an alarm and get up to the alarm and, and take care of other people's property and water their plants and do this stuff and these are those habits that I think are good modeling messages but what happens when we're in the in the house you know those are like external things where we're earning money what what if it's a health goal you know so what if for me it's I want my kids to uh, to learn how to eat a healthy breakfast I want to make sure that they're eating, you know, eggs for breakfast. I want to make sure they're eating, you know, salads uh, at least once a day. I want to make sure that they're putting in, you know, asparagus or Brussels sprouts um, every every couple days. You know, that they're leveraging different types of vegetables because I don't want my kids to be the, the American statistic that one to three servings of vegetables are being consumed a week. I want vegetables to be consumed in one to three servings a day. Why? Because vegetables are powerhouses for nutrients and mineral utilization. They're the, a delivery tool to the biochemistry to make sure that the, the system gets its daily nutrient load. I want to teach them how to use and, and leverage the power of, of sea salts. I want to teach them how to leverage the power and, uh, and utilization of yeast reducers and B vitamins and when to take what and when. So if they get sick, they know how to congaplex it out, or they know how to what to do if they don't swallow pills. They can take INF fighter, or you know these different herbs, or what happens when you have a fever. So I'm teach. I want to say that the generational legacy that I hope that you want to instill to your kids isn't just work ethic, but also health ethics. You know, because if they can take care of themselves, they're not going to be dependent on other people's advice trying to tell them what they need to do when. 
because they've already experienced it. They've already lived it. They already know how to avoid antibiotics. They already know how to uh, avoid the Tylenols when the fever spikes. They already know how to appreciate the power of what God created in, in when, the, when the, that fever goes up, that that's a natural, normal thing. And in the last week, we've seen, you know, 30, easily 30 people with different types of flu-like upper respiratory type infections. And, and we've got tools to help these folks. And these people trust us to help them through those challenges without drugs and without, you know, over-the-counters. I think that's powerful. You know, and I want people, I want that to be out of 100, I want 100 people out of 100 to trust the work that we do to the nth degree, that they know beyond a shadow of a doubt that antibiotics are not the answer. Because they're not. I mean, they just destroy all life. And, I mean, is there a time? Maybe. But, man, I've seen too many times extreme situations that antibiotics couldn't even touch where we were able to strengthen and support the body's natural building blocks and the body goes and does what the body was designed to do, praise God. You know, you talk about, you know, fever spiking and my wife was... Just reading some some articles and some other stuff, and she was like, "This is what Chapa's been saying, you know, the whole time, <laughs> you know, just like I don't know." But she was just kind of having that realization it, that this is the same thing. Your body's like the fevers. It helps. It helps working. to get outside yeah. validation mm-hmm. because sometimes, I mean, if you just I always one of my best uh, mentors, he always would say his name was John D'Onofrio. He says, "Don't take my word for it, because if you take my word for it, you'll believe the the next scumbag that comes and tries to tell you otherwise." Right. Right. He says, "Go look it up yourself." You know, he's like, don't take my word for it. I'm telling you the truth, but don't take my word for it. You know, so it is good that you listen to other outside podcasts. It is good that you reach for other knowledge bases. I mean, in Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, he says 30 minutes a day. Jim Rohn, 30 minutes a day. He says, miss a meal, but don't miss your 30 minutes of reading a day because it stimulates creative, brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It stimulates dopamine. It stimulates serotonin. It stimulates joy and happiness and creativity that is long-lasting. 30 minutes of reading a day can create that? Are you kidding? me why aren't we you know teaching more kids to do that why aren't we enforcing that on our kids because a lot of times kids habits are set in stone by the time they're nine years old now for those of us that are over nine years old that don't have these habits it's going to take a little bit more habit uh, work because what a habit is is a is a is a way that your brain physiologically conserves energy you see, your brain cannot store glucose. It has to leverage it, right? And so because it can't store glucose, it has to make sh- it, it leverages glucose from other sites in order to run processes. So if your brain has a habit in place, it doesn't need the glucose to run the pathway. It just needs a cue or a trigger and to run a process to get a desired effect. So if unfortunately your cue is say a fast food chain sign and every time you see it you go oh, mouth waters i need to pull you in see the commercial yeah that's the cue trigger response and then the pull in is the action and then the result is you you biting through the bread down through the meat and indulging in the french fry and the you know uh, the little ice cream dessert and you feel good at that moment and then later your stomach's messed up and you're like i wonder why my stomach's messed up or something you start breaking out on your face some other things happen and you realize why what is that from it can't be from the fast food i do that well, all isn't the time, it interesting right? right that we don't even associate the belly pain the acne i'm so glad you brought that up that as a result too 
There is a result, uh, and the result isn't always that 30 seconds of, oh, this is so good. Right. Although that is a nice result. But also, there could be a three-hour delay or a three-hour onset of something we don't like. There could be a three-day window of depression. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden, and, you're, and people ha- go, there's no way food can do that. No, no, no. By definition, in your Webster Red Book Dictionary, food should provide life, energy, mental clarity, vitality. Well, if it can do all those things, by definition, according to the world standard, I mean, that means everybody in the world agrees that food is that. And we hear in, in Socrates' way, food is thy medicine. You know, when in doubt, look to food. You know, food is... Um, it is is it's up to you to recognize that when you eat a certain way. My wife comes to me last night and she goes, "I think the pork chop I had on Christmas messed my wrecked my stomach the last two days." Two two days, and I go, "You're kidding." Well, it's interesting. The last time she had a pork chop from this fancy place, uh, she got a tummy ache. And I'm going, is that all pork chops or is it the way they process that pork chop? Like, what, what's up with that? You know, now I'm trying to figure out, is it pork in general? Well, I think Jesus said well, he doesn't eat pork, so maybe he knew something we didn't. I think he might have. Um, and so maybe there's some truth to this idea that some foods can inflame our bodies and some foods can what? Regenerate our bodies and revitalize our bodies. So you should feel good after you eat, and you should feel good after hours after you eat and days after you eat. I continually find myself, sadly, going uh, like two, three weeks on a what I call a food track. Like I'm on, like I'm in my game, and I've you know it's like a trend, a pattern. It's a daily win. I've eaten all my meals. I haven't cheated once. I'm avoiding the this, this, this stress of foods and starches and stimulants and things I don't need. And I'm proud of myself. And then I have that, man, it's the end of the week. And it's almost the weekend. And, man, I'm really hungry. Or, man, I've had a really stressed out day. And I'm like, I need a little something. I need something more than I got right now. And I go, hey, um, I know what I need. I need and you know, the thing I'm into right now is a, uh, a this double meat burger uh, from this. Re- it's a really nice kind of like local uh, restaurant, and uh, and that's all it is. It, that's all I get is a, a burger and two meat patties, and it's all it's like a, just a delicacy type of food. It's all good bread. It's good meat. It's it, there's no you know sauces or nothing like that on there, but yet I can always tell that it takes me. It does drop me a little bit because it's still a cheat. You know, I don't know exactly what oils they used, if they used oils. Uh, I don't know. You know, there, it, there, there is some sort of like little um, uh, cream sauce or maybe it's the bread my body is saying no to. And I can feel the dip. And it doesn't always last a long time. But this one night, I fell off the rails. I ate that, half my wife's sandwich, and some of my kids' stuff. And I just ate way the heck too much. And that crashed me for three days. So can a cheat meal derail you? Yeah, especially if you overeat. You know, consumption is a potential problem. People want to know what's the burger place called. Hyde, uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's, it's it's called the Double Double. It's from Hyde Park there in NASA, uh, one road, and it is legit, absolutely, positively legit. Just tell them Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center sent you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe they'll give me a free burger one night. Hyde and, Park, uh, okay. Uh, but no, seriously, it's a you know great environment, great atmosphere, and and we just kind of, I like finding little local, you know. 
uh, places that have fun food. And people that have been there, they're like, oh, yeah, that place is legit. Everything on the menu is wonderful. My daughter had some sort of crab lobster thing there or octopus or something. And I'm like, what in the world is she eating? <laughs> she ate all of it, though. She loved it. Yeah. And um, But anyway, I, I mean, sometimes I... You know, I want that stuff, right? I'm just like you guys, and, and, and I indulge. Well, fine, but what do I do tomorrow? So tomorrow, what's going to happen, and this is where you have to start pr- appreciating the trigger, or I guess the cue, like something cued me to want that, that relief, right? Because now the burger now somehow satisfies my dopamine relief factor, Right. So the cue could have been a stressful day. A cue could have been a stressful week. A cue could have been I just got my butt handed to me through 17 phone calls, you know, with the city or with the bank or with the builders or with the supply chain issues or with the building, you know, whatever it is. That's these are all my problems. Right. And so but everybody's got their their triggers or their cues that then spark them down this path. But your brain has already developed this pathway because it's conserved habitual energy. It doesn't want to use up you know, um, uh, the, the glucose to build a new habit. That's why people never do what they want to do. They only do what they know how to do because it's easier to follow an already tracked habit. And so whatever that track is, now I got my solution and then there's going to be a potential result. As long as I know that tomorrow I'm going to have cravings for other things I don't need. It happens every time, not just to me, but to you too. You just don't, you're just not appreciating that what you just ate tonight is going to cause you to crave more of the same sugary type, starchy type stimulants tomorrow. If you can push through those stimulants, guess what's going to happen? If you can push through those cravings, guess what's going to happen? They go right away. And it literally, is, that's, it's like the first day is a craving pattern. You're going to crave more of the same that you ate in that, in that trigger food that you got into the next day. You might even have a little bit of mental fatigue day two, uh, day two, or I guess day one after the insult and day two. Once you push past that, how do you do that? We use adaptogen, we, which is an herbal adaptogenic herb setup with uh, all kinds of you know, um, healthy herbs that regulate blood sugar, that regulate cortisol. We use methylated B vitamins because so often to me people today have a hard time because of wrecked GI tract manufacturing healthy levels of B vitamins to keep their blood pressure in check, that keeps their anxiety low, and that keeps their body energetically robust and healthy. So we put these methylated Bs in you know, on the second day or the day after, the day in day two after and day three after to make sure that their B vitamin reserves are in check. See, we teach these practices in our office, not because we want to give you a green light to go and cheat and say, well, Dr. Choppa said this is how I bypass the cheating mechanisms. Um, although, isn't it nice that there is a tool? You see what I'm saying? Because it isn't realistic that you're going to be perfect forever. I like setting a streak. I like going two weeks. I like going three weeks before I get into a cheat. Because it makes me feel like, man, I did something. And what does that do for the brain? Because what did we talk about earlier? Work ethic. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can, I can persevere. I can push past the flesh. I can push past the desires of, of my weak moment. So, like, I've always made a rule. Uh, that I, uh, The rule is with alcohol is, um, is never, twi- uh, never more than twice a week and never back-to-back days. That's what I teach patients. Because people are going to have it, right? I don't want it. But I've learned that I will never, ever have a drink. And I have this my whole practice. I will never have a, have a drink if I'm stressed out, 
It's never allowed. It was never a coping mechanism. And guess what? I don't have an alcohol problem. You know, I, I don't really care if I ever get it, you know. Um, and, 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 and that's because I haven't allowed it to be in that habitual track of relief. Now, what if you went two weeks and you didn't have pizza? Two weeks and you didn't have a burger? Two weeks and you didn't have the fries? Two weeks and you didn't have ice cream? What are you teaching? Your, what is your brain learning in that two weeks? I don't need it. What about coffee? What about stimulants? What if, you know, what if we leaned on real food? What if we leaned on the B vitamins? What if we leaned on the adaptogenic herbs to help pull us through some of those stressful moments? I have patients that go, well, what do I do when I want the wine? Take Neviton. Take Mentran. That is God's herbal remedies for a high-stress day. It increases your mental bandwidth. It has no side effects, no addictive properties, and you sleep like a baby. I've had patients through the night. They say, wake up, and my mind is racing. So what do I do? I give them Neviton and Mentran during the night. What do you mean? Take it during the night? Yeah, have a little bit. If it's a constant thing, then you should have it on your nightstand. Because some people have gotten themselves so deep into these bad habits and bad patterns that they wake up and they go eat something. Well, that's not good. Um, not when you're in the, right in the middle of a liver detox and you should be trying to reach for your, your, your sleep cycles through the night and, and your body should be recovering and you're eating. Well, that's, now, you're changing, now you're really setting up yourself for failure. Right? Because you're changing the way your body functions by forcing it to do something it shouldn't. But on your nightstand, what if you had this constant pattern of waking up at night, staring at the ceiling, wondering why you're awake and the world is sleeping around you, and you learned to take Neviton and Mentran during the night cycle? You took one of each, two of each, three of each. And then within 15 minutes, boom, you're out like a light. Your mind just rests and settles, and then you just kind of... Oh, that's happened to me before, guys. I'm serious. Some I've, I've worked late. I didn't get home till 9. There's no time to unwind in an hour. Not and say hi to your family and play with the dogs and you know take a shower and do all that fun stuff, right? There's just no time to unwind that fast. And, so, and some people reach to wine. They reach to alcohol. They reach to TV. They reach to staying up too late. All the things that set tomorrow up for failure. And so, the, the, and, and they do this constantly, and that becomes a ritual, a habit of pattern. And that patterning is a success for failure, a mistake colossal. We don't want you to set yourself up for those failures. We want you to be, what patterns are you, what habits are you starting to set? How many times can you walk past the donut? Like, play the game. You know, because it might be, I have this one patient, it's M&M's. How many days in a row can you walk past the M&M's? How many days in a row can you walk past the burger, the pizza, the, the processed food, the alcohol, the cigarette, the whatever? How many days then can you say, I'm going to go for a walk? How many days can you go to the gym in a row or in a week? You know, and you, and you don't just set habits of, of avoidance and, and restriction, but you also set patterns of success. If you went for a 20-minute walk every day, you can assure that you're improving cardiovascular function, blood sugar function, pancreatic enzyme production, it's amazing what walking does. What if you did weightlifting and you stimulate those endorphins? You stimulate brain-derived neurotrophic factor, a fertilizer for brain dopamine and serotonin balance. This is the creative juice fuel, the, the fertilizer that you need through weightlifting. Going to the gym and doing something. Huh. You mean moving heavy things is it good for me? Yes, it's good for you and should be regular. 
Okay, this is exciting. And, and these are good things that we can be doing more of. And it doesn't take a lot. 30 minutes, you know, 25 minutes at a base, you could get some really serious, great work done and great results done. And then what happens is when you have that stress trigger, instead of you reaching to a negative habit, now you have a keystone habit that will begin to change things. The keystone habit will override regular, you know, patterned habits. A keystone habit is I'm going to walk 20 minutes every day. I'm going to make a, a, a mile trek every day uh, uh, on the treadmill. I'm going to lift weights three times a week. And then all of a sudden you go to the next family function or next party and so-and-so comes up to you and says, Oh, man, Gardy, you look phenomenal. What have you been doing? And now all of a sudden that keystone habit just gets lit up because now you see the result in your daily choices. Change your habits, change your life. It's a choice. Earlier you were talking about some substitutions for, for different things or what to take. You know, uh, Conrad, who's watching on social media, uh, thank you for watching, Conrad. Feel free to ask questions. Anybody else? He said, what's a good substitute for coffee or caffeine? I love it, brother. That's uh, been a fun one. You know, so when I was 37... Uh, I have up till 37 years old. I never had a caffeine problem, and I never, I mean, I never really have had a caffeine problem. But I just never consumed caffeine. It wasn't my my thing. I might have a little tea or green tea, you know, but it wasn't something I relied on. I was just a water guy, and uh, but I've been like that since I've been uh, 15. When I was overweight, uh, one of the things I cut out was sodas. So I never got you know bought into the caffeine sugar highs because I made a keystone habit to avoid caffeine and sugar-based products at 15 years old. And and then um, at 37, I remember being uh, on a business trip and I woke my wife up and said, hey, and I, this is how I got her up that early that morning because I'm an early, early bird, man. I'm like a Pop-Tart, jump out of bed and I want to hit the ground running. You know what I mean? The the um, But my wife, however, she is a night owl. Like, like uh, you know, Tom talks, talks about there's out of 10 people, one person is going to be an, ex, uh, uh, an extreme morning person. One person will, uh, two people will be an extreme night owl, where the meaning their brain doesn't even turn on till six p.m. Right, and then everybody else is on the bell curve in the middle. The other seven. Well, thirty-seven years old comes around. We're on this business trip. I really want to get up. Like you know, we don't have our kids with us, and I'm and I'm like, I want my wife to wake up with us. I'm like, hey, I'll go have coffee with you. Well, I fell in love with it. Like I just, it. I mean, that one morning of us having that great conversation, it began to trigger something. It was such a euphoric moment of conversation on on a lake, uh, on on this lakeside, watching people, um, you know, hustle and bustle around, and we're just chilling, you know, sipping on a warm cup of Joe. It was such an amazing euphoric moment for me. I was like, oh, I can recreate this every day on my own. I don't need my wife, you know, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. me and coffee. And so I start sipping on coffee until it starts giving me that acidic burn. And then I'm like, oh, I don't like that. You know, I already knew what that was. Coffee depletes our body of minerals and it has uh, some stresses on our GI tract that drives cortisol up that helps derail our adrenal glands and in a male lowers our testosterone. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff I know, but I just was like, oh, but I want that euphoric like moment, right? And so um, I just kept, I switched over to cold brew because it was less acidic and it didn't do that same burn thing. And and I'm still today, uh, I, I probably did that for five years and I would just have a cup in the morning. It wasn't much, but I just decided recently, um, I don't need that. And so I got off of it. I just cold turkey. And I thought I was going to have headaches. I didn't have any headaches. I was like, oh, that's pretty neat. Well, maybe because my liver 
all the detoxing I've done has processed out. So one of the things, Conrad, is you got to have make sure that you have a strong, healthy, productive liver that can make sure that when you take the stimulant out, you're not going to crash and burn. The liver runs energy pathways. It runs detox pathways. It runs hormonal pathways. It's involved in everything, my brother. So we got to make sure that the liver is the giver and it's giving. All right. We don't want it just to know that it's the giver. We want to make sure we maximize its giving potential in energy and vitality. And so how do you do that? Well, detoxification is one. Just uh, being on some of our liver protocols, we have beta food cleanses, beta call cleanses. We got choline cleanses. We got gallbladder flushes. We got liver flushes. We've got uh, gentle herbal rehab protocols. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff for the liver. I mean, the liver's got 1,500 pathways. We've got 1,500 different ideas to help move it in the direction that we need it to go. And, and and it's an ongoing process because the liver is so important. We have to fire it up and work on it. So that's one thing. Even though if you're a if you're going to be a uh, a coffee drinker, you have to support your liver. You've got to make sure that liver is doing what it's supposed to do day in and day out, so that it functions and fires like it's supposed to. The second thing, you got to make sure that you have adequate B vitamins. You got to make sure that if you have uh, any type of GI issue that you're taking methylated Bs. Your body manufactures B vitamins, but if your GI tract is wrecked, you cannot manufacture them efficiently or regularly, and you're going to be low energy in general, and you're always reaching to some sort of stimulant. We don't want you to do that. We want you to buzz and be electric. So there's two ways that I like to make sure we get this. The B vitamins methylated are great. We also use food-based ones as well. Um, uh, and so not everybody has to do the, the methylated, but the methylated just helps. It's like a pre-digested um, form of a B vitamin where your body doesn't have to do much work to get it to leverage, right? And we have to start people there. And we can then see people with low energy and needing that stimulant, and then all of a sudden we give them the B vitamins, their eyes pop open, they get all bubbly and buzzy, and they feel good, and then they, on the radio show, like Dr. Chopin, they're wiggling their legs, they're so excited. <laughs> they want to just give you all, their, all the gusto they got, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we want to make sure that, th that your B vitamins are in check. And we don't want you to use coal tar derivatives like most people are selling. Remember, 97.5% of every supplement sold on the market is either not safe or not effective. Thank you, Dr. Bob, for uh, Marshall up in Austin for teaching us that. God rest his soul. And um, he, he would always talk about, we have vetted out, and I have worked hard at vetting out the 1.5% um, or the 2.5% to make sure that you're getting the best when it comes to the nutrient load that you need to fire and function at your best, most optimal potential. And then I would say it's how you start your day right, my man. When you want to get off of stimulants in the morning and you don't want to live on coffee, you don't want to live on, you know, I don't know, cigarettes or any type of stimulant type thing that you reach for, um, you have to make sure that your cells have the ability to take up nutrients effectively. And that, if you go back a couple shows, we were talking about salt. So we use a Hawaiian, we use a Australian sea salt combo uh, called Premier Pink Salt. And if you would take um, and, and put in a fair amount of salt first thing in the morning and right before bed, you're giving a crystallized electrical energy nutrient to your body to uptake nutrition or to dump toxins more effectively. So when you have healthy liver, when you have healthy amount of B vitamins, and you have healthy intake of good quality uh, sea salts, your, your potential to buzz without stimulants is so easy. 
and that's where I want you. That's where I, um, I live most of the time. And sometimes I'm not there. I mean, I've had even uh, um, mornings where, man, I, I'm dragging out of the bed, but I look at what I did yesterday. I didn't get that unwind time. I st- was stressed out too many days in a row because I, you know, didn't uh, take the precautions to guard my mind. And, and it is a renewing and restoration of the mind. I missed my 30 minutes of reading. I missed, you know, uh, some opportunities to, to lift my spirits and to uh, find that silver lining. And that happens to us all. But I have, thankfully, enough of these healthy keystone habits to make sure that today is a new day. Today is a refreshing. Today I can continue to live and breathe by Romans 12.1. I beseech thee therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is my reasonable service. Well, it goes on to talk about the renewing of the mind and not being transformed by the ways of the world. In, in Romans 12, 2. And it, and it talks about not letting the world squeeze us into its mold, but us uh, walking at like or swimming like salmon upstream, being the eagle that flies above the junk, and making sure that although you have a bad day, you don't have a habitual set of bad days, or worse, a month of bad days, or heaven forbid, a year of mistake colossal. We don't want you to derail and go down that path. We want to pull you up by your bootstraps and give you those the healthy liver, the healthy adrenals, the healthy B vitamin nutrients, the healthy salts to know how to make your system buzz and regulate like it's supposed to. This is what we do at Living Well is we teach you these little principles and practices. And it's not always easy because there's so much we want to teach you that you have to figure out, all right, well, what's the one thing I can, I, I can do today? Well, that's what we teach you. Let's just help you see that you do need some work. Hey, we all do. We all uh, have a, a goal in mind. We want to be fully functional in spirit, mind, and body towards the end of our life. Yes, we don't want right. to like be in diapers. We don't want to have no brain. We don't want to be you know, completely dependent on people to do everything for us. We want to be fully functional in spirit, mind, and body. So number one, speak to yourselves. You will be fully functional in spirit, mind, and body all the days of your life. you got to speak it out. And, and the power of the spoken word, the cells hear it, frequency, energy. And, and your cells hear that, and they will elevate right so they all oh this guy means business he's yelling at me and um and and or or no he's encouraging me right. and and he's lifting me up and so we're speaking to the cells and the cells hear it and you know and again am i perfect this every day no but am i constantly striving for it every day yes so what keystone habits do i have in place it's my salt intake in the morning. It's my uh, the supplements I take in the morning. It's the workout that I have in the morning. It's the prayer time I have in the morning. It's the dog walk in the morning. It's those things that set my day off afloat, things that put a smile on my face, the things that I consciously go, man, if I was in a real hurry right now, I might, you know, kick the dog. I might, you know, stub <laughs> my toe. I might fall out of bed. Instead, I... I roll out of bed gracefully. I get up and we go for a nice dog walk while I have the Bible audio playing and I'm listening to Jesus you know, tell the Pharisees you know, how the cow ate the cabbage and, and how uh, he encourages you know, uh, the woman caught in adultery and how he tells you know, uh, his, one of his disciples that you know, marries his mom and mom is his, do- his son and they're going to take care of each other as he's dying on the cross and, and that the life thereafter, I got to go so that you get the giver. You know, something better is coming, the Holy Spirit and the gift that I can go uh, uh, give you if I leave now. And I get to hear all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I mean, it's awesome, and it's like my way of walking in the cool of the morning with the Lord and knowing that, you know, today, (laughs) I mean, it just fires me up to think that uh, doing all those things can make a difference. And doing all those things that God has given me opportunity of choice to 
put in enough of these keystone habits that I look forward to my eyes waking up in the morning. And then I can say, thank you, Lord. It gave me one more day. And now I get to go do something amazing with it. I get to go do something to share a positive uh, light of encouragement to a fellow brother or a fellow sister or somebody that I've never met before. Maybe it's just a smile. Maybe it's just a little chunk of Medusa. And what if it's just a, a hand wave? What if it's a conversation? What if it's a hug? Uh, who knows? You know, I have no idea what is in store, but I know it's going to be good. And I know it's going to be an opportunity to just spread light, be salt and light to the world, and to do something amazing for people because people today, more than ever, you know, yesterday, the first literally almost five patients in a row say, I sure hope 2022 is better than 2021, right? Well, my 2021 has been pretty darn good. And, and I hope that yours has been too. I mean, has it all, all been perfect? No, man, I've had some definite struggles this year. But in general, I look back on 2021 and I'm, I'm reflecting on it's been a good year. Like, and I, I've had challenges and struggles, but thankfully the hand that moves the world has got me in his hands. And I know that he's guiding my path, that he's lighted into my steps, that he's organizing uh, my path and helping me make good and healthy choices day in and day out more frequently than not. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I want you to be perfect. I just want you to every day think about what can I do to be my best for the Lord today? What influences can I do today to be my best and, and, and do it all for the glory of God? And, and I think it just comes back to where are you setting yourself up uh, for success? Well, that happens to the books you read. Remember, we just talked about it. 30 minutes a day. Don't miss 30 minutes. Miss a meal, but don't miss 30 minutes. 30 minutes a day of healthy, positive, influential, positive uh, uh, self-education is a powerful tool. I like this book. It's a great one. I've gone back to it. I'm starting to realize as I've gotten older, there's a several there's several books on my nightstand right now. And one of them typically will be something on health. It happens to be salt. I'm really interested in salt right now because I'm looking at the simple things of the world. Because the Bible always says that God uses the what? Simple things of the world to shame the wise. So I have some sort of self-education So uh, that's around health and wellness that kind of keeps me up to date. Um, I have this book, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life. I also have it on Audible. I have my Bible. I have my Bible and my Bible uh, audio. So either way, I look at reading as either I'm listening or I'm reading. So it's either physical, uh, like I'm eyes to print or ears to hear. And I think it works both ways, as long as that brain is getting tickled and percolated and stimulated in some uh, fashion, in a, in a good, strong way. Then I have uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. Sometimes I don't even read the book. I just open up to a random page, and I look <laughs> at uh, the title, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Do I need to do that? Every day. Every day I need to win a friend. Every day I need an influence a friend. And, 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 and that's what I want my life to count for, is the hallowing of God's name, in relationship with people. You know, people need in good positive influences. I want to be a positive light and influence to people making good, healthy, positive choices day in, day out for their lives. So, I and, and, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Well, I just got this new book that I, um, and I'm only five, five days or four days into it. I meant to bring it, but um, it's, I, I can't remember the name of it, but, um, and I'll bring, uh, but I will bring it, but it's another, it's just a daily aspiration book. And it's, uh, it's basically what Jim Rohn says, a nugget a day. All you need is a nugget a day in order to keep bad thoughts away, if you will. You know, And the nuggets are always you know, uh, God-centered, but they're also life-oriented. Like, how can I apply this little God-centered nugget to today's life practice? And so you can either go to bed reading something like that and just kind of—it's it's short. It takes you less than a minute. 
you know, at most. It's a minute of a read, but it's packed with powerful uh, words that will influence how you sleep, that will influence how you start your day. And um, and I will get the name of that for you and put it up there because it's really cool. And so and I'm just kind of looking at my life going, huh, that's really cool that, like, there's certain things that just keep coming back up that could I go read something else? I could. I mean, how many books on habit change is out there? Tons. Which one is going to influence you? Or are you the guy that just you constantly find that your pattern is you just need the next guy's opinion, the next guy's thought? Man, if I've already found one that is obviously still speaking to me year after year, I'm not sure that I need to find another one. I found one that speaks to Aaron. You know, I like this one. This one works for me. What one works for you? What habits, you know, keystone habits are you applying? This guy talks about reading 30 minutes, Jim Rohn, 30 minutes a day. I think that is such a powerful thing. 30 minutes in the Word, uh, 30 minutes of a book, 30 minutes in the morning, 30 minutes at night. Um, and what happens is, what if it's 15 and 15? What if it's 10, 10, and 10? What if it's five, six times a day? I don't know. Whatever it works for you. Uh, but you will find that when you start doing these little things, big things start to change in your life. And and we're all getting, we're talking about all these habit things because we're coming into the new year. We're coming to the end of the show. We're coming to Dr. Chop's last hoorah on the air for 2021. And we're going into 2022, starting afresh and anew. And I want today to be the day that you start. When's the best time to plant an oak tree? 2021. That's right. 30 years ago. 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, when's the next best time? Today. Today, brother. The today. So we don't want you to uh, just say, well, three sheets to the wind. I'm just going to do whatever this week. No, no. I want you to be thinking positively and influencing your habits in a right direction now. Start getting off the coffee now. Start coming in and asking, which B vitamins right for me at your next visit? You know, which adrenal supplement do I need? Which liver supplement do I need to get ready for detox? Remember, the 6th is the kickoff. The 10th is the start date. Now, you don't have to start with us. You can start early. You can start late. You can start in February. People can be detoxing all through February. So you got January, February to get it done. You got 21 days to start the year of good, healthy practices and living. I got people that just come in for this. They come in twice a year and do a detox with us to hit that 42 days because they know that six months of influence of good, powerful habits is going to be better instilled if they start with the 21-day ultimate detox experience. So we want to make sure that at Butler's Courtyard, we are going to be launching the on the 6th uh, the how-tos of the detox, and then the actual start date is on the 10th, and we'll have online support, we'll have uh, video support, we'll have daily nuggets and tips to give you to make sure that you're maximizing that experience. But it starts with your habits today. It starts with what are you doing right now. And, you know, The fact that you're listening to the show all the way to the end, the fact that you're going to share this with your friends, family, and loved ones, these are uh, uh, things that you're doing to start influencing your circle, the things that you're going to start doing to hold yourself accountable. So we want to encourage you at Living Oil Clinical Nutrition Center, we're always here for you. Our door is always open, no matter what, no matter when. We're going to do our very best to serve you to the top level, uh, top shelf, and, and, and feeling good, living good, and being good all the days of your life. We want you to live well and be well one bite at a time. This is Living Well Clinical Nutritioner signing off for 2021. I wish you well, I bless you well, and I pray you well. In Jesus' name, amen. This is KGA Radio 99.5 FM. <laughs>